from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. I'm always very careful to make it clear to people that this isn't just a journalism thing, this isn't just a media thing. I think a lot of folks might be dismissive and think that this is a reporter complaining that they're getting charged too much or they're getting the runaround or they're not getting exactly what they want for their story. But the vast majority of, of records requests aren't going to be a reporter asking the governor for information. It's going to be private citizens asking school boards and city councils and county commissions. This instinctive desire to lock down on transparency. Like transparency is necessary in order to ensure that the people can hold their government officials accountable. You know, there have been pushes in the past to do away with things like, um, you know, these self-destructing uh, text messaging apps. That's certainly been, been an been... issue in Missouri. <laughs> right, right. I'm Sarah Fenske. Last June, the Missouri Supreme Court handed Governor Mike Parson a big loss. In a unanimous 6-0 decision, the justices found that his administration had improperly redacted records, charged exorbitant fees, and knowingly and purposely violated the state's open record laws. Now the governor has indicated he wants to change those laws, known collectively as the state's sunshine law. That is the subject of a scoop by the Missouri Independent earlier this week. The nonprofit news site obtained a presentation the governor had made to his cabinet about his priorities this year. The sunshine law changes were included in a section called good government. But advocates of government transparency have serious concerns. And joining us now with more about the Missouri Independent's findings is Jason Hancock. He's the editor-in-chief of the Missouri Independent. Jason, welcome. Hey, great to be here. And we're also joined today by Dave Rowland. He's director of litigation and co-founder of the Freedom Center of Missouri. That's a libertarian nonprofit with a focus on government transparency. Dave, welcome back. It is always a pleasure to be on, Sarah. So, Jason, let's start with you since this all started with the Missouri Independent story. What did you learn about the governor's plans uh, for hoping to change Missouri's sunshine law? Well, it was clear from the presentation to his cabinet in November that one of the big things that he wants to do, because when he talked about legislative priorities, it wasn't an exhaustive list. It wasn't this huge thing. There was basically just a few items, and one of them listed as a good government uh, reform item were these changes to the Sunshine Law, which included things like sort of amending it to make more, make it easier to withhold information from the public, certain information. Uh, and the big one would be trying to roll back the Supreme Court ruling that you talked about earlier, and allow for government agencies to charge uh, fees for attorneys to review records before they're turned over to the public. So basically, the citizen who requests the records would have to pay for some sort of hourly fee for, for a government lawyer to look them over before they're given. That's right. It's to look them over, to redact them. And those fees can become really big, really fast. Those are usually the lion's share of, of the cost when you're trying to get public records, or at least they used to be prior to the Supreme Court ruling. After that ruling came down, the governor's office is, is stuck by it. They the, the fees charged for public records have been very minimal and usually just involving staff collecting the records. And they actually reimbursed a lot of people for the money that they had been charged for attorneys' fees that the court had deemed illegal. And so everything's been operating for months under this legal precedent 
that really lowers the cost dramatically for people to get access to government records that their tax dollars have already paid for. So, Dave, you know all about attorney's fees. You know both sides of, of how that works. How much cost does it add if the person who's requesting these records has to also pay for the government attorneys to go through and redact them? The, the short answer is it adds an extreme amount of cost. Um, the longer answer is that the cost depends on how many different factors uh, the attorney gets to look for in terms of determining what could be closed and what could not be closed. The more matters or issues that are debatable about a, a document being open and closed, the longer an attorney gets to spend looking at those things and therefore the more expensive it's going to be. One of the concerns I have about these proposals that the governor and Representative DeGroote have put forward is it actually makes the, the Sunshine Law significantly more complex. It creates a lot more reasons that an attorney might find to treat a records as, as closed. Therefore, it's going to push the attorney fees even higher than they would have been before uh, Gross versus Parson was handed down by the Missouri Supreme Court. Hmm. So, Jason Hancock, uh, there's an irony here, and that's that the Missouri Independent obtained evidence of the governor's intention to limit the Sunshine Laws by themselves using the Sunshine Law. That's how you were able to get this presentation that was made to this cabinet. So as a journalist, how would these changes affect your reporting? Well, I mean, as we've ta I've sort of indicated, it would make it a lot more expensive for us to get records that document what's happening in state government. Um, and you know, when we do these types of stories, I'm always very careful to make it clear to people that this isn't just a journalism thing, this isn't just a media thing. I think a lot of folks might be dismissive and think that this is a reporter complaining that they're getting charged too much or they're getting the runaround or they're not getting exactly what they want for their story. But the vast majority of, of records requests aren't going to be a reporter asking the governor for information. It's going to be private citizens asking school boards and city councils and county commissions. It's, these are the costs that are going to be passed along to regular folks who you know, don't have the resources to pay them. And so essentially you're shutting the door on people's access to their own government. Dave, you know that full well. You've represented a lot of people who've been trying to get their hands on records. Uh, it, it seems like this would be a huge change for your clients as well. It really would. And I, I want to clarify that the changes that have been proposed in the bill that's in front of the legislature right now, and I'm talking about House Bill number 2049, um, they go far beyond just allowing for the government to charge attorney's fees. So, for example, uh, they severely restrict the definition of what constitutes public business uh, that would make a, a record an open public record under the Sunshine Law. Um, they also provide an, an opportunity for governments to treat records as closed if the requester doesn't pony up the money that's asked for in a manner that the government wants. And that's that's the kind of thing that will especially impact ordinary citizens. Um, not to speak too much for, for Jason, but um, larger media entities have resources that ordinary citizens likely don't have. And so if they get 
a big bill for a Sunshine Law request, yes, it's a burden on the media entities, but it's one that if the information is important enough, they might be able to shoulder if necessary. Ordinary citizens frequently just won't be able to take on the expense of a a couple thousand dollars to get basic information about how their local government is functioning. And so um, I, I really think that these proposed changes would have a dramatic and negative impact on ordinary citizens' ability to keep track of what their government is doing in their name and with their taxpayer dollars. And I I do want to clarify here, I think Dave makes a good point. So the governor has indicated this is a priority. He had some bullet points of things that he would like to change. There's a more fleshed out bill that has already been filed, and that was filed by Representative Bruce DeGroat. He's a Republican from Ellisville. Uh, Jason, is your sense that this aligns with Governor Parson's goals, or are these two separate efforts both dealing with the same law? Well, the representative said that, um, we'll take a step back, the, the, the bill in question, there were provisions in it that passed last year out of both chambers. They were vetoed by the governor because of unrelated matters. And so he's back again with the, the underlying bill that he sponsored before. These new provisions are been added on there, and, and Representative DeGroat has said specifically he was approached by the governor's office to add these things. So, so the governor's office is, in fact, involved in, in this particular piece of legislation and crafting the provisions that are included in it. And we do want to mention, we reached out to Representative DeGroat. Uh, he did not respond to our producer's request for an interview to talk about this. Uh, Dave Rowland, um, you're here to sort of represent the, the nonprofit side of things. You're there as a lawyer trying to help people um, as they file their public records requests and, and try to deal with these issues of government transparency. So I'm going to put the argument to you in favor of a bill like this and, and give you a chance to respond. I think one argument for making some of these changes would be that we taxpayers pay either way. Taxpayers are paying the bill for these lawyers that work for the state administration. So why should I have to pay for lawyers to review requests made by, say, some gadfly who you might be representing, some guy who's filing thousands of public records requests? Why do I, as a taxpayer, why should I have to pay for that versus your gadfly guy paying for that? I actually think it's an excellent question as to why taxpayers should have to pay for this, because the Sunshine Law allows for closure of certain categories of records. It doesn't require it. The simple solution and and the most transparent solution would be for governments to go full-throated in favor of transparency, to say even though the Sunshine Law might allow us to close certain records, we are voluntarily choosing not to do so. We are going to be absolutely transparent. And that would save the taxpayers all kinds of money. It would save them money for having the attorneys go back and review these things. It would save them money for when they get sued by groups like the Freedom Center of Missouri. Um, And so I'm all in favor of saving the taxpayers money by choosing to be transparent in a way that right now too many government entities are not interested in being transparent. So do you feel like if this goes through, we could just count on people, uh, you know, handling this in in a way where they say, I know the law says I can hide this, I'm not going to hide it? I don't think we can count on that at all, unfortunately. I think, I think, unfortunately, the tendency, and I want to make clear, although Republicans hold the governor's office in the legislature right now, I don't see this as being a partisan issue at all. Mm -hmm. I think that too many government officials don't like the idea of citizens looking over their shoulders. And and that's why they have this instinctive desire to lock down 
on transparency. And, you know, so I, I, I think that what we're seeing here is is a response of a government that just doesn't like having citizens look over its shoulder, doesn't like the idea of having people second guess them at all these different turns. And so their their natural response is, well, let's just make it a lot harder for the citizens to do this. Um, it's the nature of government, but we've got to have individuals and organizations like the Missouri Independent and other media organizations stand up and remind people that if we don't have transparent government, we get corruption. Like transparency is necessary in order to ensure that the people can hold their government officials accountable. Um, and and if we lose the, the hard won transparency that we've had for decades now in the state of Missouri, it's going to be difficult to get it back. I'm going to slip a phone call in here. Jerry is calling from O'Fallon. Uh, hi, Jerry. You're on St. Louis on the air. Afternoon. Um, I think beyond the uh, effects on journalism, uh, if, say, you had a civil suit against uh, someone who's an employee of the state of Missouri or acting on their behalf, uh, and you thought that there was might be pertinent uh, information in their past history or employment record, et cetera, that, would, uh, that cost could also make it prohibitive to go forward. Um, in other, you know, it's, it's simply another smokescreen, I think, for this. Uh, you know, our governor seems to have a majors in, uh, in perfidy, so... Uh, it doesn't surprise me, but hopefully it will uh, die like the rest uh, attempt, the, the previous attempt, sorry. Uh, Jerry, thank you for sharing those thoughts. And, and Jason Hancock, as Jerry alluded to there, there have been numerous attempts uh, to change Missouri's Sunshine Law, and those have not uh, necessarily found success. You mentioned that there was this previous attempt and that the governor vetoed it for reasons unrelated to the Sunshine Law uh, language. Is that right? Right. Yeah, there was a there was a bill last year that had a few provisions. One of them was it would have shielded your information if you signed up for say like a the, the community newsletter. Then your email address or your contact information wouldn't be available under the Sunshine Law. That was passed uh, as part of a larger bill. It was ultimately vetoed by the governor for like I said some unrelated reasons. But yeah, over the years there's been several attempts to change, tinker watered down, strengthened. There's all, there's all manner of ideas that have floated around it, but none of them have really gotten a ton of traction. Um, shortly after the Clean Missouri Constitutional Amendment a few years ago, which got a lot of attention in regards to how it affected redistricting, it also made the uh, legislature subject to the Sunshine Law for the first time, or at least required them to abide by the Sunshine Law uh, for the first time. And there was a lot of energy at the time for maybe trying to go back in and tinker with that, create some exemptions. There's actually a lawsuit that was heard today about some House rules um, regarding some of the ways in which they were trying to withhold information under the Sunshine Law. And so, yeah, there's there's been no shortage of ideas that have kind of made their way, but but nothing in recent history, and maybe Dave can correct me if I'm wrong, has made it across the finish line and gotten a signature that's been, that's been really uh, substantial in regards to open records laws for years and years. Yeah, Dave, do you want to try to correct Jason there? I've learned never to correct Jason. Jason generally <laughs> has more institutional knowledge than I could dream of. Now, my understanding is Jason is correct. So, um, yeah, it is very rare that you see changes to the Sunshine Law. Uh, I, I have been very concerned at how close they have come in recent years to getting a couple of these changes, I would say, very bad changes across the finish line. Uh, but but hopefully, if enough people speak up this time around, we can we can prevent them from further eroding government transparency in the state.
Jason, you also mentioned there have been efforts to strengthen um, the law over the years. Is there somebody who's actively working to try to do that at, at this point that you're aware of? I haven't seen the legislation that's been filed this year in regards to uh, to the Sunshine Law that would, you know, would quote unquote strengthen it. But, you know, there have been pushes in the past to do away with things like, um, you know, these self-destructing uh, text messaging apps. That's certainly been, been an been, issue in Missouri. Right, right. There's been efforts in the past to talk about, um, you know, maybe trying to clarify like the retention law so that it kind of, I, I think it's like decades old and didn't didn't uh, anticipate you know email and electronic communication so there have been some efforts in the past those have not gotten nearly as far as the ones that keep dave roland up at night which are the ones that kind of roll back some of the sunshine laws uh transparency initiatives but but there have been some times in the past where there's been a little bit of momentum behind trying to put some teeth in there yeah i mean dave mentioned that these votes seem to be getting closer is, is his feeling about uh some of these uh, amended laws coming forward do you think this year i mean jason we know that Representative DeGroat and Governor Parson um, are working in concert on this. Do you think this year could be different and this is a year where they managed to pare back the Sunshine Law? Well, I mean, anytime the governor has uh, put something on his short list of priorities, it certainly is something that's going to get a little bit of momentum. Um, uh, you know, it remains to be seen whether the legislature has the appetite to do something like this or to take these steps um, a lot of times these things run into a bipartisan opposition. It's it, like Dave said, it's not a Republican thing. It's not a Democrat thing. It's not a media issue. There are like bipartisan cross ideological um, forces that that just believe that government transparency is the only way to keep uh, tabs on what's happening and to avoid these types of corruption situations that we've seen in other states. And so, um, you know, I don't think it's going to be easy by any means. But again, if the governor is behind it and he's got some legislative support, then, uh, you know, they're playing with live ammo uh, legislatively. <laughs> live ammo. Well, there's a foreboding note to end on. Jason Hancock, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, anytime. And Jason is editor-in-chief of the Missouri Independent. You can read their reporting at MissouriIndependent.com. Also, Dave Rowland, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Sarah. And Dave is Director of Litigation and co-founder of the Freedom Center of Missouri. This episode was produced by Kayla Drake with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Doerr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.